Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Father, thanks a million for this blessed time in your presence. Mighty Holy Spirit, speak to us through your holy scriptures that cannot be broken. Bring us closer to you. Take us deeper in you that we may do more. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be seated. Oh, yes. All right. It's a delight to see you, especially you. Tell your neighbor, the pastor is excited to see you and to see me, but especially me. All right. First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, 2, 9 is too nice, but it is written. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Neither has he entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, even the deep things of God. Amen. How many of you are looking for the deep things of God? I said how many of us are looking for the deep things of God? Wow. So we are looking at God taking us deeper. Is that not so? The Bible says those who go in ships into deep waters, they, they do their business in the deep. They see the wonders of the Lord. Is that not so? Yeah. So if you go deeper with God, you will see the wonders of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I get an Amen. amen. Good. So we want to go deeper and deeper with God. And we've been talking about how God takes you deeper. How God takes you deeper. Last week I talked about the fact that God takes you deeper through your hunger and thirst for more. Amen. Your hunger and your thirst for more. Jesus said, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Amen. Those who thirst, those who are hungry, those who are thirsty for more of God, for, for righteousness, so they are the people that God fills. Amen. If you are satisfied with where you are and how much of God you know and how far you have been with God, if you are satisfied with your current state and you don't have a hunger for more, you are not likely to go any deeper than you currently are. Because God only draws you by your hunger and your thirst. Amen. Amen. Some of us are satisfied. Where we are, it's okay. We can have our quiet time. We can pray. Read your Bible. Pray every day. It's okay. Is that not so? But I explain to you that that's the outer court experience. 
those who were coming to the altar court, they were coming every day to come and sacrifice and then cleanse themselves. Do you get it? But God wants more, wants to bring you deeper, take you into the inner court where you can have the shoe bread. You can have the Holy Spirit guiding you. Is that not so? You can bend the incense for prayer. Even that is still not enough. God wants you to come into the Holy of Holies, where his presence is, where his glory is, where his power is, so that you can experience all these things in your life. Amen. You don't want to have a Christian life where you just hear other people's testimonies. You should also give a testimony of the glory of God, of the presence of God, of the power of God. You should also be able to say, and God said to me in the third hour of the day that my son, my son, I have called thee, I have commissioned thee, go thee through the door and thou shalt have rest. You should also be able to say it in the third watch of the day. I was waiting on the Lord in the Lord's day. And the Lord appeared upon unto me and said, Little girl, little girl, I've brought you to this place. Hallelujah. You will say it one of these days. I said you will say it one of these days. Today the sound is very, very potent. It's a convention sound. It's coming together. It's coming together. Are you ready? So you should have a hunger. Many of the things that have happened in our lives is because we have a hunger for it. We have a hunger to get married. That's why you got married. Some we say smile so that somebody will choose you. You have learned to smile. Whether it's makeup assisted or it's from inside, you have learned to smile. When we say brush your teeth so that somebody can accept your proposal, your mother tried to teach you from when you were a child, stubborn boy, you never learned. But because there was a hunger for a beloved, as a young man, you have learned to brush your teeth, shave your beard, put on roll-on, smell nice, so that a girl will accept your proposal. Why? Because of a hunger and a thirst, a desire. Is that not so? So any level change in a person's life usually is because of a level change in their hunger and desire for God. And I said, when you put hunger and thirst together, it all comes to desire. So Paul said to Timothy, if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. The first thing, Timothy wrote to Paul, he said, I'm trying to make people leaders. Paul said, oh, don't look too far. Just look for people with a desire for what you want them to do. That's the first major thing. Without that, they can have all other qualities. They will not amount to much. They may be good singers. They may be good dancers. They may be good orators. They may be strong men. Whatever. They can't achieve anything unless they have a hunger and a desire for that thing. So look for that thing cardinally. And when you find it, anything else you want them to be, you can teach them to be it because their desire is there. The desire is there. It says, 
This is the true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Hallelujah. It's after this that he starts to give other call. A bishop must be first blameless, not a striker, not into filthy looker, a husband of one wife, a this, all these things. So some of you, it's good you came to church when you came because if you had come a little later, you'd have been a husband of two wives and you'd have been disqualified. (laughs) Because when I look at some of you, you look the part. You look the part of sitting on your Zulu chair with your four wives. In front of you. <laughs> thank God for God. I said, thank God for God. In Psalm 63, David said, O God, thou art God, early will I seek thee. My soul test after thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. He says, what makes me chase you is a test. It's a test. And I'm testing for you like I'm living in a land where there is no water. A land where there is no water. The test level is very high. He said, that's how much I'm looking for you. So I pray that God blesses. I don't want to go a lot into the test and hang because I've talked about it extensively last week, but... I pray that God blesses you with a desire, a test, and a hunger for it. Jesus said, those who have a test, one of the greatest blessings you can have is God blessing you with a a hunger and a test. That's why Jesus said, blessed are those that hunger and test after righteousness. They They are blessed. Jesus was naming categories of people who are blessed. And one of the categories was people who have a hunger and a thirst for God. Why? Because they shall be filled. Amen. Amen. Today, number two, God takes you deeper by showing you his goodness. By showing you his goodness. God takes you deeper. Exodus 33 We're reading from verse number 13. The Bible says that, Now therefore I pray thee, God is talking, Moses and God are having a dialogue. He said, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. 
he said, I will make my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious to, and I will show mercy unto whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff, in a cliff of a rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass. And I will... And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Hallelujah. Here, Moses was having a dialogue and an interaction with God. And he told God, show me your glory. Remember I said when you go deeper, you see the glory of God, you see the presence of God, and you see the power of God. So, Moses was saying, Lord, take me deeper. Because it's only when you go deeper that you will see these things. So Moses was saying, take me deeper. Show me thy glory. And God said, no problem. You have found favor with me. So I will do this thing that you are saying. But what will happen is that I will pass in front of you. I will hide you one in a cliff and pass in front of you. But because if you see me, you will die. I'll cover your face with my hand. Then as I pass, as my goodness passes in front of you, I will take off my hand that you will see my backside. You see me from behind. You see me going. You, if he, God, when God is going, his glory is enough. He doesn't need to come. Even when he's going, when he's, you see him from behind, the glory is massive. He said, that you will see from the back. So he said, show me. I want to see. I want to go deep. I want to see glorious things. These things, I've heard people say all these things. I want to also experience some. I'm tired of a dry Christian life where other people have testimonies of God's presence, God's power, God's doings that I am not experiencing. I only have to read about it. Ish. No, no, no. Your story is changing. You also see angels. You also have visions. You also have dreams. You will see your words coming to pass because God is the one who has spoken them to you. Can I get an amen? amen? Moses was also tired of a dry Christian life. So he said, look, Lord, take me deeper. I want to now, I want to see glory. I also want to see glory. Hey, it can't be that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they are the ones who saw glory. Me, I will not see. I also want to see glory. So 34. 34. Let me read chapter 34. Let's start reading from somewhere. Let's say maybe from verses. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation. And Moses made haste 
empower himself, his head towards the earth and worship. Hallelujah. Now, when God, remember that in 33, he said, I will let my goodness pass before thee. Please find it. I will let what? My giving in 34 says, let, let's verse, verse, verse 6, before you go, before you run away. He said, he said, and the Lord passed before him, the Lord, and proclaimed the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant, plenteous in goodness and truth. Goodness and truth. Go to 33, you will see the goodness there. God said, I will let, it says, and, I, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. All my goodness pass before you. Now, why am I talking about the goodness of God? You know, you never have a deep relationship with somebody until you think that they are good. Until you think that they are a good person. If you think that they are tricky steps, you stay away from them. You be careful. You be careful because this guy is a tricky star. If you think he's a bad person, you stay away from the person. Yeah. You only have, when you start relating with somebody, you start to check them out. Is, is he a good person? Is he a good person? Now, when you believe that the person is good, you go deeper. You go deeper. But when you know that, look, this person is cheeky. You are not sure of the person. What type of person is this? He's deep blue green. You know, he's deep blue green. You can't tell what color he is. He's deep, yet his blue is green. You can't really tell what. You say no. It's a very, very, very risky one. Yeah, I went to school with a guy. If you ask him any questions, oh, it's deep blue-green. Oh, which guy came here? Oh, that deep blue-green guy. You don't know him. What happened that? Oh, it was was a deep blue-green situation. (laughs) Not this, it's a deep blue-green situation. Look, any question you ask him, he will find a way to break this deep blue green. It has stayed with me over 30 years. This, this, this story is over 30 years old. But I come from, one day I went, to, I went to a shop, and then when I, I just saw him coming. When I saw him, I said, hey, deep blue green. <laughs> he said, look here, I'm a big man here. Don't call me that. He just came close to say, hey. And he was my senior. You know, he said, hey, you this small boy. Here, yeah, I'm a big man here. Okay, don't say it. Don't say it loud. <laughs> don't say it loud here. Yeah. Here, yeah, I'm a big man here. <laughs> and you know, I'd not seen him for, since school, maybe for 20 plus years until that day. So when I said, Hey, the blue green guy. <laughs> Look, do you know that his real name I've forgotten? <laughs> I, I don't know his real I don't I can't answer his I can't tell you his real name to save my life. I only know him as the blue green. 
So when the guy is deep blue green, even when you are smitten, you are not sure how far to go. But when you get to know that this is a good person, you start to now go deeper, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. In the same way, until you know of God's goodness, you will not go deeper with God. You don't want to have a very close relationship, deep, you are vulnerable before God. No. No, not at all. Because it's, there's no, you can't see, hey, is he a good person? Is he a bad person? Is he a good person? Is he a bad? You see, you start withdrawing from the person, or you start holding back, or you have barriers to protect yourself just in case. Now, no wonder Satan is on a campaign to make us feel that God is a bad God. Now, God is not a good God. You, you are, you are, as you are looking, say, oh, how can it? God created Let's go to the Garden of Eden. Spark your car. Let's go. In the beginning, God made the heavens and earth. God created everything. God said, let us make man, verse 20, Naomi, and put them there. And let them have dominion. And the Lord made the man and woman, and he blessed them. He said, be fruitful, multiply. Are, are you there? Are you in there? We have finished Genesis 1. Genesis 2, God gave them things to do. Gave us a few details here. Genesis 3. The devil comes into. Now the serpent was more crafty than anything that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat every good tree in the every tree in the garden? The devil has come on. I mean, you just enter the story like that. You are coming to challenge. They were happy. They were happy and everything. God was a good God to them. They were all happy. God comes to them every time. Everything they needed was in the garden. Their lives were complete and full in the garden until the devil comes. Now, it's like, it's a suddenly. He has come. Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat the fruit of a tree in the garden. And about the tree in the midst of the garden, God has said, you will not touch. In the day you touch, you shall die. God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch, lest ye die. Verse 4. The devil said, Pff. I said, the devil said, oh. And the devil said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. The devil said what? You shall not surely die. <laughs> he said, How can God tell you such a story that you will die if you only eat apples? How can you die? He said, let me explain it to you. This, this God you have been following, he said, he's a good God. Let me show you. He said, God knows that the day you eat it, your eyes will open. He doesn't want your eyes to be open. He wants to be a leader of blind people who are just blind and walking in the dark. Walking blind that your eyes will open. Look at the ridiculous story that somebody has come to tell them. If God wanted you to be blind, he would have created you without eyes. But the devil can say, he doesn't want you. The day you eat it, your eyes will open. Your eye, so currently, your eyes are shut. So I'm sure he was telling Eve that, as you see me moving like this, I have about three bodies. But because your eyes are shut, you can't see all my bodies. You, are, you can't see. 
You can't see. You can't see. You can't see. Yeah. Yeah. I will show you. You can't you see. And when you eat this, your eye will open. Yeah. Then you look at it and you say, ti, 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 ti. Ti, ti, ti. Hey. It says, <laughs> your eyes will open and you will be as God. God doesn't even want you to be like him. He doesn't want you to have promotion. He doesn't want your life to get better. So he doesn't want you. To, this is the tree that makes people get promotion. You move from a human being to become a God. God is limiting your abilities. He doesn't want you to realize your full potential. Some of you are sitting in the church. You have these type of ideas about God. I'm coming to you very soon. Now I'm dealing with the devil. Let's finish with the devil. Please go back to that verse. Why are you rushing us? Your eyes are open. And you shall knowing good and evil. It's like the simple good, this is good, this is evil. This God also doesn't want something as simple as good and evil. God doesn't want you to know. This is your good God. He doesn't even want you to know the difference between good and evil. He doesn't even want you to know. He doesn't even want you to know. The difference between good and evil. He, he doesn't look at you. He doesn't want you to know. That you are there, you don't know. When you are taking something evil, you don't know. If you are taking something that's good, you don't know. Perhaps even all the things you have been eating up to now, they are evil. You don't know. It's killing your liver gradually. But you don't know. Then you say, God is good. He quotes scriptures like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. This is Satan talking about God. This is, this is Satan bad-mouthing God to the children of Israel. Even as we are in the church, you see people do the same. People do the same. This church, you know the way they are. Hmm, me, I don't know. Me, I, I know, but I, I, look, I don't trust foreigners. The only foreigners I trust is Zimbabweans. Apart from Zimbabwe, I don't trust any foreigners again. I only trust Chinese. Chinese are the only foreigners I trust. Mm. Anyway, I won't say anything, but you see the church, the way they are doing it. Mm. Every day, every day they are preaching from their book. They have a book that they preach. <laughs> Why? Because the devil didn't want them to go deeper with God. So it's like, let me smear God, let me destroy God's reputation. The devil was on a smear campaign. Because once you know that somebody is not good, you don't want to follow the person. Many of you, the people you have married, you check with your friends, is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? If I or no fine, will he be nice or nice? If it's a brother, you'll be asking, is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? Is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? Is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? That's, that's the question you ask. One day a wife was having problems with her husband. And then I was counseling her. I said, remember, your husband is a good person. He's a good person. Don't, 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 ever, don't let it even settle in your heart that he's a bad person. He's a good person. Good person. You may be having this issue with him today, but he's a, fundamentally he's a good person. Don't get a foolish mind that I've married a bad guy. Then you start having foolish ideas. You have married a good person. You 
when you cooked and your food didn't work, do, if I told him that you are a witch, do you think he will still be with you? He's swallowing your food in faith that one day it will get better. It will get better. It will get better. You said you were cooking, making stew. When you finish, we are not sure whether it's soup or stew. It's like it's in between. It's like a smoothie. Now it has become a smoothie or a shake. Tomato shake. Now you have made tomato shake. I said you have made what? Tomato shake. And we are there. He's not complaining. Small home that he came late. You say he's a bad guy. I mean, what are you saying? What, what is this that you are saying? Be- tell your neighbor, behave yourself. Behave yourself. Sometimes we allow the devil to lie to us that God is not a good God. So we fail to see the goodness of God. We fail to see it. The goodness. Without a confirmation that the person is a good person, you will never build a good relationship with them. You will never go deep with the person. You will always be careful. Hey, you know, I heard the other time that um, this guy is an heartbreaker. You know, he played the song. He's an heartbreaker. He's an heartbreaker. I'm very careful of this guy. So as you are moving, you are protecting yourself. But if you know that he's a good guy, you throw yourself in fully. Sometimes when we have small problems, we start to have we start to we start to flirt with the idea that God has deserted us, God has forsaken us, He's not a good, He's not being good to us. Hey, I came to tell you that God is a good God. God is a good God. He said to Moses, I will let my goodness, I will expose my goodness to you. When you see my goodness, you will start to follow me everywhere. Some of us are holding back because we have not given ourselves the chance to notice God's goodness. God has been good to you for these 26 years that you have been on the face of the earth. Keeping you alive, saving you from problems. Different, different. Look, last Sunday I was going to church. A truck bumped one of our cars. Accident with a truck. Even when you see the person that you say, when, when the accident occurred, I didn't, I was okay. When I got out, I saw the size of the truck. I almost fainted. When I saw the size of what had bumped me, I almost fainted. I didn't, for a long time, I didn't know what to do. Confused. Do I call the police? Do I call the truck? Do I push the truck back to it's like, it's like the size, the sheer size. But you have lived in such an accident to tell the tale. How many people have an accident with a truck to live to tell the tale? But Satan will say, you see, you were going to church. If God was really with you, you wouldn't have an accident. How will a truck bump you? Of all the cars on the road, the truck couldn't have chosen any other car. It's just your car that the truck chose. You are concentrating on the small damage to your car. But listen, the reality is that your life could have been lost. But God pulled you out of the jaws of death. May God open your eye to his goodness. So that you can sing about his goodness. Yeah, we had a song. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. How does it go? I love you, Lord. Then what? 
For your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been kept by your hand. Then what? From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Let's sing it. I love you, Lord. If you have the words, give it to us. For your mercy never failed me. Where is the singer? I'll be careful. From the moment that I wake up. The goodness of God. One more time. I love you, Lord. Sing it so that we can all sing. I've been held in your hand. It's running after me. 
God is good. God is good. Don't let the devil lie to you. God is good. Yeah. Sit down for a second. God is good. Believe it. You know, sometimes Satan blinds us with the things that we go through and it makes us feel that you know something. Serving God is not worth it. Serving God will not take you anywhere. As you are serving God, rather God is trying to teach. Can you imagine Adam and Eve, how they were feeling? Satan was telling, God is trying to teach you. He doesn't want to take, God is trying to take your money. God is trying to take this from you. Many Christians feel that. That's why many Christians don't pay tithe. That's why many Christians don't come to church regularly. That God is trying to steal your money. God is trying to take your money from you. You, you How much money do you have? Stand up, stand up, stand up. How much money do you have? How much money? Empty your pocket, let's see. How much do you have? I mean, let's say, even just for argument's sake, just for argument's sake, may the Lord have mercy on us and forgive us. But God is stealing your money. How much do you have? How much do you have? How much do you have for God to steal? I mean, let's be serious. How much? Wouldn't it be easier for God to go to FMB and rob FMB rather? Than rob you? How much do you have? How much do you have? God is a taker, He won't give to you. How much do you have? Bible says He holds the waters of the earth in the hollow of His palm. So when God wants to take a sip of water, He needs all the water. How much water will your money buy? How much will it buy? But we swallow all these things. That God is trying to destroy our lives. God is trying to spoil our life. God is trying to take our money. God is taking our time. He's taking all our time. How much time do you have? How much time? When the Bible tells us that it's by his mercies that we are not consumed. That they are renewed every day. If God were to just redraw redraw his mercy. Just once. You won't see the next day and be complaining about your time. You see this church, when we come, we take a long time. Why can't our weekday service be three minutes? We do, we do, we start 30 minutes, one hour, we are done. Then we go, what at all? What is the pastor saying? He can say it in MP3 version for all of us to go home. How much time do you have? Do you have guarantee of tomorrow? Do you have it? Do you have it? 
when God wants us to sacrifice a bit, so you see, they are using you. People, people have gone on social media. Calumnous Luciferians have gone on social media to, 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 to see things about the church. When you wake up, you say, this church, they are trying to take this from us. They are trying to take, they are called, they are called, they are this, they are that, they are this. Really? 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 Seriously? Why? Because they are trying to smear the thing so that you don't go deeper in it. They go deeper. Because you don't trust anymore. You are going to swim. You don't know, is there a snake in the water? Is there a crocodile in the water? Is there an animal in the water? Because of that, let me stay on the shore. But if you are sure that it's clear, there's nothing, you dive in it fully. Dive in it fully. You get into it fully. It's your mistrust that is making you hold back. It's your mistrust. You know, these pastors, hmm, I can't trust them, you know. Oh, seriously. How were we surviving before you came? No, seriously. I mean, you joined the church last year. But remember, we've been here longer than last year. How were we surviving before you came? That you think it's about you. But they will spare their stories. Just to smear, smear. Satan, 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 Satan assassinated God's character to, to Adam and Eve. They had a sweet relationship. So the next time they heard God come, Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord moving in the garden. And Adam and Eve hid themselves. It was God. They didn't want to go deeper with God anymore. They hid themselves. I mean, would you be would you be happy that you for you is God who comes to you? You don't have to go to God. I'm sure from this time, God said, Okay, now if those who want to come, they should come. Stop visiting them. Look for me. Even when you are looking for me, I hide myself. So I see you coming from here, then I go this way. They swear. Yeah, you taught me. Now you see me, now you don't. Yeah, after Adam and Eve, I'm sure God adopted that strategy. Now you see me, now you don't. Yeah. I give you a short window to find me. Seek me while I may be found. Find me now. If you can't find me, that's it. I'm gone for good. Yeah, because he came. Adam and Eve, they hid them. He said, That's a verse. It and they heard the voice of the Lord walking. Somebody asked me, How does a voice walk? Said, they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid them. I'm sure they had had a meeting together. They said, Look, God, look what the devil said. Look, that guy, do you remember the snake like that? The guy who walks like a snake. Don't you remember the guy we met? The guy who gave us the apple. He bought us iPhones. You remember that guy? He gave us the Apple device. Yeah, that guy. Remember what he said? He said we can download good and evil. We, we can become like gods. We'll be like magicians. We can make things okay. But God is, what he said about God is true. God doesn't want our eyes to be open. If God doesn't want your eye to be open, there must be a, there must be a good reason why God doesn't want your eye to be open. Because Bible says, when they, when the, the 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 woman saw the fruit that it was pleasant to the eye, a fruit to be desired, the same desire, a fruit to be desired, she took of it and she ate it, and she gave to her husband also. And when they ate it, and their and their eyes were open. 
when their eyes say, ha, the guy, what he's saying is true. But when their eyes opened, they saw that they were naked. God was hiding their nakedness from them. They saw, he said, God is hiding things from you. Only to realize that the thing that God is hiding from you is the thing that you don't want to see. The thing that makes you a disgrace, such that you now have to be hiding yourself for the rest of your life. God was shielding you. He was using his glory to shield. Do you know why they saw that they were naked? They were clothed with the glory of God. But as soon as they sinned, the glory of God lifted from them. So it's not like before, so, hey, so God was spying Adam and Eve and they were spying them. No, God had covered them with his glory. That was what they were wearing. As they were in the garden, they were wearing the glory of God. They were in a deep relationship with God. They were wearing the glory of God. But when they sinned, God took away his glory from them. So their eyes, so it's not like their eyes open per se, but God removed his glory for them to see what they can see without the glory of God. Because remember that the devil, he too, the glory of God had been taken from him. So Adam and Eve had a meeting and they said, you see, that serpentine guy, do you remember the serpentine guy, the deep blue green guy? Yeah, that guy. What he said was true. God, you see that God has tricked us all these years. We have been living in this garden. God has taken away our eyesight. And he has taken away our promotion. So that we don't become like gods. Knowing good and evil. Look at how wicked God has been. Next time he comes, we will not meet him. The Bible says, and they heard the voice of the God. The Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, not just Adam, but Adam and his wife, they hid themselves. They went to hide. They said, God, we don't want to see you. You have gone. We don't, we don't want to see you anymore. I've gone to look for people who they have, they've hidden themselves. I remember a guy who was running away and had an accident. You be careful next time you are running away. Jackaloma, Sektayelabas. He ran away had an accident. And when I got to that, I said, where were you going? Where were you running to? Because we passed each other like that. And I made a U-turn. Oh, shit, come and see speed. Like a police chase. I just turned around and went to where I was going. Why did they hide? Because somebody had told them something evil about God. It's time to believe that God is good to you. Yes. My time is up. Let me try. I wanted to give you two points today. So as you come to God, you must believe that God is good. Hebrews 11 says, the Bible says that anyone who comes to God must must know that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently. God is a rewarder. God is a good God. Don't, don't confuse your one beloved that you have been looking for that you didn't find as God's wickedness. That God is trying to be wicked to you. That's why I ask for you. Everybody in the church gets a beloved. Only you, you don't get a beloved. You have no idea perhaps what God is delivering you from. You have no idea from what, what the pain God is saving you from. Ask the people with beloveds. If they had not made it official, some of them would have cancelled it by now. 
what they thought it would have been is not what it is. Sometimes you don't know. I, I wanted this job, I applied, I prayed, I fasted, I gave an offering, I said amen to the prophecies, and it didn't happen. You don't know what, maybe God was saving you from going to jail. You will go to that workplace and there will be a problem at the workplace and you will end up in jail. Yeah. When failed promises, it's like, not even failed promises, what we think, we, you, see, you made the promise to yourself and you accounted it to God. You gave it to God and you put under it God. You, know, you wrote it. You should have written under Daniel Harley. Then you wrote God. So when it's not coming to pass. Look, let me talk about marriage a bit. I've seen so many people that you show them the red flags. And still they get into it. Even they make you an enemy. The only reason they keep you close is they want you to be the one who will bless their marriage. And you bless their marriage. Then they step into it. Then the marriage start marrying them. Then now they start having issues. And they start now saying, God has failed them. They, I mean, I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord, working in the church. And then look at the marriage I'm having. Even I know unbelievers who are enjoying their marriages more than I am enjoying my marriages. And Yo, sometimes the problems you are having in your marriage has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. You will not humble yourself. You have made yourself a proud peacock in the marriage. How are you going to be happy as a wife? If he says one, you say two. If he says this, you say that. A pastor told my wife, if I want to eat rice, I have to tell her I want to eat pap. Then she will cook rice. I mean, I, I initially I didn't know. So I was fighting. Then God gave me wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom and revelation to overcome this very wild and cantankerous woman. So when I come, I said, today, you are not going anywhere. Then she will buy dress up and go to town. Even she doesn't have anything to do in town, but she will go to town. Meanwhile, that day, I wanted to go to town so that I can have some space. The day I want to her to stay, I say, you, you are, you, you, every day, when I say go out, you won't go, today I'm taking you out, you, are, you will go out. Then that day, right, she will remove her wig, I'm sitting at home, and onesie up, and put her bonnet on. To protect her head from, from asteroids. <laughs> yeah. Look, God is good. God is good. I've been serving the Lord since I was a teenager. I've, I have no regrets. God has been good to me. When I look in my life, he has been faithful. He has come through. Has come anytime we sing this of all my life, you have been faithful. I know I can testify of the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, 
God has looked after me for the past 30 odd years as a Christian. Oh yes. Oh yes. He's been so good to me. It's not a cliche. It's not something we are saying just to make you happy. God has been good and God is good. Believe it that God is good. Believe it. The psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We serve a good God. Believe it. So he said to Moses, I will let my goodness pass before you. Because when you see my goodness, you will follow me till you see the glory that you want to see. From today, may your eye be open to the goodness of God. Amen. Look into your life. God has really been good to you. You'll be surprised that people like you don't get saved. Oh, yes. People like you don't get saved. People like you don't get saved. You'll be surprised that you are saved. You are born again. You are sitting in church. Sometimes, look, sometimes you have to take a look in your family. Look at your siblings. Look at your parents. Look at your aunties. Look at your uncles. Look at where they are. You could have been there. You could have been there. Oh, yes. As I was coming, I passed by Amma sisters. As I look at them, I said, we all could have been at our, we all could have been out there Amma sistering. Yeah. Busy sistering. Don't you have the resources for it? Yeah. Busy conducting business. But when yours came, it was on a local level, so it was manageable. It was just, I mean, it's a do, domestic, domestic level. So it was, it was manageable. You never got to the point we could contain it. We could quarantine you and contain it and deal with it. You could have easily gone on an industrial level. Yeah. No, no, no. I know why I didn't say commercial. Because although it was domestic, there was commercial exchange. I mean, there was some exchange. So it, it's commercial. It's just, it's a tabletop business, a small scale business, a, a small business, in-house, home business. Yeah, in-house business. It, you are left with little to turn it into a corner shop. Very little to have become a corner shop. it was left with only small you just didn't have a shop like a place of business a place to operate that's why I didn't turn it into a corner shop because you were renting from place to place so it's like yeah 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 so it was a small business mobile store mobile store you're operating on a mobile sometimes it's a car sometimes it's, a, it's a, at another location sometimes it's a bus sometimes you know so when you see Amma sisters who have opened a corner shop where now they are commercializing the product actively and aggressively going on the industrial level. You know, they, now these things have been industrial. Now they are using apps, apps and things. This is low level. What you see in the corner is low level, low level. Some of them are on the stock exchange. No, we used to have a Uber driver no, I don't, I, I, we have, there was a season where we had a lot of Uber drivers in the church. A lot of our pastors doubled in the Uber business. I close with this story. 
And they used, one day somebody brought somebody to church. When I look at them, I was preaching that, I came in the area, I look at the person's skin, I said, hey, wow, my God, this skin. No, 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 it has seen, it has seen life. So after church, I asked them, who is this particular? So, oh, pastor, it's my client. I said, what type of client? He said, oh, I pick, I pick, I pick, I pick there with my Uber. I said, you pick her to wear? Because I was now worried for that, my pastor. I said, Are you, you pick her to wear? So, she was working. I pick her to where she was going. I said, where was she going? So, she was working. I said, working where? So, so and I knew that this is my Uber driver. He works in the night. So, I said, in the night? Say yes. She, she, so, I said, ah. So, I asked. So I said, how does it? So they have an app. So they go on there and they request you on the app. And then they also request. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You can say 10 people, 2 a.m. They are requesting from one spot to another, 3 a.m. Usually Friday, Saturday, you see the Ubers moving in just Cosville alone. Busy. You passed through UKZ10 and you survived and you came out clean. One or two, um, anyway. Near misses. One or two, you know, but you survived. By the grace of God and the goodness of God, you survived. Appreciate God for being good. Yeah, you could have been on drugs by now. The type of parties you have been to that you are not on drugs. You are not hooked on drugs. I mean, you could drink water for it to wash away. You didn't get hooked. Better thank God. Yeah. I've met different people. You see, in this short time that we've been doing, I've met different. You see, the person is hooked on drugs. Even sometimes, now there's even the drugs they mention. I don't even know. I have not heard them before. New inventions. They've combined rock with take and this with E. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But you went and you came clean. You went and you survived. You came alive. It's the goodness of God. 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 God is good, my friend. God is good, my sister. God is good, my brother. Don't let one delayed promise make you change your mind about God and become like Adam and Eve who hid from the presence of God. But rather, let's run into the presence of God. So God draws you closer and deeper by showing you that he's a good God. May you enjoy the goodness of God. May you see the goodness of God that you may be able to come closer and closer and deeper and deeper with him. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Come along, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I have made, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord.
ourselves of these deceptions and these evil sayings and doings that have come to poison us about you. Lord, have mercy on us for even blaming things on you that were not your fault. That when things don't go well with us, we blame it on you. Rather, we choose to focus on your goodness, your faithfulness, your mercies that endure forever. That we may love you and draw closer and closer to you. We give you praise, O oh God. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, say your loudest, Amen. Tell your neighbor, God is good. And all the time, God is good. Yeah. What's the on God is good? All the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. 
to the darkest night. His light will shine. God is good. Okay, he's put a song of praise. Don't worry. To the darkest night. His light will shine. God is good. He's so good all the time. You don't have the words. Anyway, it's not me. It's them. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight just as I am. Please forgive me all my sins. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you appreciate a good God? A good God. A good God. All right, you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.